let's just say construction is about bringing people together of different cultures and making and helping them to work together to, to for you know a single goal. That doesn't always happen naturally. From my experience, the bringing the people together, bringing bringing partnering, the leadership of partnering in to help those groups, you know, work together. Then I would definitely that the, the output is going to be so much more um, powerful and so much more effective. Construction Nation, welcome to Lead with Trust. I'm Sue Dyer, and I've been on a three-decade journey to figure out how to make sure our construction projects succeed and produce some extraordinary results. My trusted leader journey has led me to work on over 4,000 construction projects worth over $180 billion. In this podcast, I'm here to teach you everything I've learned. One thing I know is that it starts with the leaders of the businesses and organizations that come together to build a project. If that's you, let's get going. Hi, Construction Nation. This is Sue Dyer and welcome to episode 43 of Lead with Trust. Many of you know that in the early 2000s to the mid-2000s, I founded the International Partnering Institute as a charitable organization dedicated to spreading collaborative partnering to construction project leaders really all over the country and other parts of the world. And last week, I attended the International Partnering Institute's 13th annual conference and award ceremony. It was so great to watch the award-winning project team members get recognized for their awesome partnering efforts that really made a difference. These teams did some extraordinary things like build a $2 billion terminal using two separate contractors, completely different contracts, both of whom worked together so seamlessly, so completely as one team that they also wanted to be recognized as one team with one award, which is pretty extraordinary in and of itself. And this partnering effort between these two contracts, these two teams, saved $38 million for this project. Or the administrative building team that was really struggling, they used their partnering effort to turn around the project and they resolved every single issue got the project back on track and finished on time and on budget while saving $15 million. Or how the building of a maintenance facility where the team worked together so well, they saved $5,500,000 for that project. Or a six-year-long airport modernization project that finished 92 days ahead of schedule. These were great team efforts that we know just don't happen on most projects. Each of these project teams that received an award did remarkable things using the partnering process. So the question I always have in my mind is, why don't more owners, contractors, builders, designers, construction managers use the partnering process on their projects? And then when I think about construction is 13% 
of the gross domestic product of the world. And the McKinsey Institute estimates that if we could improve productivity in construction, which most of you I'm sure knows is the worst industry for productivity that there is and has been for over 50 years, we could save $1.6 trillion per year. That's a lot of money that could be used to pay off debt, build more things, help with education. I mean, there's so many things that we could do if we could save that money. So I decided to ask some of these award winners what they thought about partnering in that should it be more mainstream in the construction industry? So here's their answers. Hi, my name is Marcus Gary, and I'm with JLL. Let's just say construction is about bringing people together of different cultures and making and helping them to work together to, to for you know a single goal. That doesn't always happen naturally. From my experience, the bringing the people together, bringing bringing partnering, the leadership of partnering in to help those groups, you know, work together. Then I would definitely that the output is going to be so much more um, powerful and so much more effective. Lisa Watada with WSP. Yes, partnering should be more mainstream in the construction industry because it's because of partnering that our projects have been successful on time, on schedule, on budget. And most importantly, there's a trust amongst the team. And we have fun, even during the most difficult discussions, the most difficult times and the challenges. We know that we're all one team and we're striving for the exact same goal. And partnering is pretty much the reason why this is happening. Partnering is the reason why we've been able to be successful. I work in this industry, and the more I see projects where we have not had partnering, I realize how partnering makes a difference. So yes, absolutely. Make it mainstream. My counterparts on the East Coast for partnering doesn't quite, quite gotten there yet, except for at one airport that I work at. I would say, open your eyes, give it a try, be open-minded. Talk to people who have done partnering in other parts of the country. You could use here in the West Coast as an example. Talk to us. Come out and visit our projects. Visit our partnering sessions. I would just say be open-minded. Back on the subject of the East Coast, why partnering is important and people should be open-minded is there's a lack of trust, a lack of collaboration, and people quit. There's massive turnover on certain projects from my understanding. And I haven't seen the same out here in the West where we've had partnering. I see less, less turnover. Julia Lowey, Principal Architect, Bureau of Architecture, San Francisco Public Works. Absolutely. Partnering should be more mainstream in the construction industry. Having been in the construction industry for over 38 years, I have seen it. Been doing construction for a very long time as an architect. And uh, I can name an example of Santana Row and Probably 1998, 1999, when we were working on that project, huge project, it was starting to go south. And this was kind of before partnering was actually really kind of more formalized. We were going south with the contractor and we had a three-day retreat. And then things started going well. We actually kind of like it was kind of a sort of a partnering session. And we ended up coming up with a mission statement. Everybody had it on their hard hats. 
And we really kind of pulled it together and brought everyone together and collaborated. So I absolutely think it should be more mainstream, 100%. Well, I was involved, uh, I just realized the other day, getting ready for this, that I, my very first day at San Francisco Public Works in March of 2013, I was catapulted into a meeting on partnering to write the specs for our first partnering specs. So yeah, we have a very robust partnering um, program in San Francisco, and I think it's really very successful, and we're going to just about to go over some statistics right now, so I can tell people it's very good. It's not touchy-feely. It's about resolving issues and getting things done. This is Henry Dumeran with WSP. I believe that partnering should be more mainstream. Uh, there's a lot of projects right now that could be used as an example as to why it should be mainstream. Projects at SFO would be great examples. Hello, my name is Sean Pratt from WSP, and I believe that uh, partnering should be more mainstream in the construction industry because it promotes communication and collaboration, and anything that does that just helps a project. It's, it's really uh, can invigorate the progress of the project, and it should be absolutely promoted. And this is Ray Moore with WSP. Uh, I led our program management team at the Atlanta airport for six years. And partnering is something that I saw was very productive for our teams, especially when it was proactive in order to just avoid conflict that were in the people business. And as people get to know one another, uh, it just makes project teams work together much more productively, much more quickly. Hello, my name is Rafa Garcia. I was the oversight manager on the BART headquarters project and partnering really helped the team build trust and a foundation on how to best resolve issues and communicate uh, in a respectful manner. And it really turned things around for the project that helped us deliver the project on budget and on schedule. My name is Kyle Gray. I'm with Turner Construction. I'm a design manager. And uh, should uh, partnering be more mainstream in the industry? I would say uh, it, it depends. It's a nuanced answer. I think in general, partnering is very positive and it helps broker and foster a community of trust and openness. It's a lot of ways it's uh, going to think about how having a therapist where you can talk through your issues and maybe see your blind spots. So I, I think it, overall, it is, it's a very positive thing, but it can't be forced. It needs to be something that all parties agree to and they want to participate in because if, if not, then you might get people who are not genuine within the process. But. My name is Emilia Sanchez, and I was the owner rep, uh, project manager. And yes, definitely partnering should be more mainstream in the construction industry. It brought to the forefront any issues early on and provided the team guidance and it empowered executive management to make decisions quickly to guide the staff and course correct any issues early on before they go off on their own tangent. Now, having gone through this experience, I cannot see managing a project without partnering um, and at all levels, including subcontractors, the prime, the designer and the owner at all levels and having that core team make decisions quickly to empower staff. For one of the leaders, I was just curious, and I asked another question. Your partnering sessions were, and effort was 100% virtual. How did you build such a strong, cohesive team in this environment? Part of our success was being our natural selves on camera and understanding that most of us came come from generational uh, age groups that have used technology within our education and early on in our career. So I think it's been part of what's been brewing in the background and just kind of came out. It had to surface 
right now during the pandemic and through this project, we all worked collaboratively. We expressed ourselves in how we saw fit through memes, gifts, other pop culture type icon clips. But uh, it, it was a way to express ourselves and get to know each other. And even though some of these people, I've, this is probably the third time in the, in the last few years, the third time I actually saw them in person, I feel like I actually knew them. And there was never a moment when I felt that I was disconnected from my design team or the contractor. It felt like we had been sitting next to each other the whole time, even in a virtual setting. Hope you're enjoying this show. Every time you and your team step foot onto a construction project, you bring your business culture with you. For any construction project to succeed, there must be a high trust culture. It doesn't matter if you're in planning, design, construction, or startup phases. The more trust you bring and build, the better your results. I've created a free resource for you the Trusted Leader Profile. So you can know exactly the level of trust you bring to your business and projects and what you can do to boost trust. You can grab that at sudico.com slash profile. That's S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile, P-R-O-F-I-L-E. And I hope that you'll remember that always high trust equals high performance, and it really depends on you. Now back to the show. From these leaders' comments, it seems clear that they believe that the industry needs to embrace collaborative partnering. So for those of you who want to improve your partnering effort or are contemplating taking a stab at starting a project partnering effort, I asked some other winners what they thought was a best practice for partnering projects. Here's what they had to share. I'm Rob Ray, president of Orgmetrics LLC. And from my perspective, best practices for partnering on construction projects is start early, follow up frequently, and make sure that the team is playing from the same sheet of music. You really want to set an aligned set of goals and set up an executive team that's in service to the team that's actually delivering the project in the field. And if everybody is in service of the goal and of the crews in the field, you're going to have a very successful partnering effort. Hi, this is Richard Grabinski with Flatiron. So best practices to make partnering work is really checking in with the project team and making sure that project team and the owner's team are aligned in their expectations. Partnering is about trust, developing a relationship, and making sure that there is trust, transparency, honesty, and integrity amongst all members. So if at any time you sense that you don't have that in your team, it's up to you to make the move it takes to correct that. So integrity is a big piece of partnering. And we have to do everything we do has to be with the guise of integrity. Hi, I'm Kristen Allen, project manager at San Francisco International Airport. I think uh, one of the key to successful projects is uh, open communication and having an open door policy, knowing that everyone on the team has something to contribute and uh, we're all there uh, striving for the same goal. 
The best practice is open communication. So communication is key to success on a project at all levels of the project team. And we all need to uh, be willing to open, open and willing to listen to all, everyone's contribution. I'm Judy Ross, the Assistant Director of Aviation for Minnesota San Jose International Airport. I think it's really getting all the stakeholders together and being able to have an open and honest conversation um, with all the stakers involved in the project, because at the end of the day, they're the ones delivering the project, and they need to be able to collaborate and work together all the way through to deliver a successful project. So my name is Ken Warren. I am the Program Leader for North Satellite Modernization Project at SeaTac Airport. I work for the Port of Seattle. I am a capital program leader there. Um, I think the uh, best practice, um, most interesting thing is really to be honest. You know, um, we had partnering sessions where we had real issues. And when you can play Oprah Winfrey or, uh, you know, the, the talk show host and flush the issues out and get that honesty out on the table, that's when you can start really building the chemistry that you need to have a collaborative team that's going to be successful. And so once we broke through the barriers and got to that honesty and really took the microphone and shoved it in people's faces and asked them the hard questions and didn't stop until we got to the real meat of the issues, then we started to rebuild our team together and created that collaborative team that really led to the success of our program. The keynote speaker was Ambassador William Moser. He's the director of the Bureau of Overseas Building Operations for the U.S. Department of State, or commonly known as the State Department and also known as OBO. I asked Ambassador Moser his thoughts about partnering as OBO has a new worldwide partnering program. Here is what he said. Well, as what I'm going to say in my remarks, and it really is true, diplomacy is partnering and partnering is diplomacy. And we think that without having cooperative relationships and really working to work through problems together in a collaborative fashion, you can't achieve either foreign policy goals and for sure you cannot construct a building and really deliver a building that will serve America's foreign policy agenda. Ambassador Moser, in talking about the need for an OBO partnering program, he shared about a project team member who went to a meeting with a permitting agency. Each of these men was from a different country. The disconnect between them played out and ended up costing the project or the U.S. government $16 million. I also asked Stuart Seiden, the executive director of the International Partnering Institute, to share a bit about IPI. Here is what he said. So I'm Stuart Seiden. I'm the executive director of International Partnering Institute, and uh, we're here at the 2022 International Partnering Institute Conference and Award Ceremony. And today we gave out uh, awards to 18 projects that uh, excelled in construction and uh, saved money, saved time, and, uh, and had a great time doing it too. So, and that's, that's really what IPI educates people are and researches about to improve the efficiency of construction projects. I would like to end this episode by sharing my humble gratitude for the honor of a new IPI award that was created this year in my name, the Sue Dyer Innovation Award. 
three wonderful projects received this award for their innovations that they developed as part of their partnering efforts. I can't wait to see more project leaders and teams win this new award as they strive to create more innovations and ways to create better projects. Thank you so much. So I hope that this episode is helpful for anyone who is interested in learning more about partnering on their projects. And certainly those people who are using it are pretty high on the efforts. And if you'd like to learn more, you can always check out the International Partnering Institute at partneringinstitute.org. I can't wait to hang out with you again. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, Construction Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Lead with Trust. Will you do me a favor? If you think this episode can help anyone on your team or business, please forward it to them. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And your honest review, hopefully five stars, is much appreciated. Every leader who learns how to build their business and projects on a foundation of trust is going to reap the rewards of greater productivity, attracting the best of the best, enjoying your business more, and doing things you thought were impossible. If you want to know where you are in your trusted leader journey, I have a free resource for you. Please just go to sudico.com slash profile, S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile. And you can grab it there and find out where you are on your trusted leader journey. And so that is a wrap for today. Can't wait until I get a chance to hang out with you again next week. And until then, have a great day.